You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here we are at number 41 of the 49ers roster countdown. Counting down 90 all the way to 1. And at number 41, we have a rookie from last year going into his sophomore year. Diamador Lenore. Demo, as they call him. Fun, fun kid. A really fun prospect. Just never really came into fruition last year. And I, it was weird. The narrative was... He was the stud, right? Early, you know, you look at training camp, you look at the first three weeks of the season, he started, um, and it, it seemed like he was going to be one of the prized guys of the draft class, and then we uh, never saw him again. He came back, made a brief appearance in week 13. We'll detail the snaps, the stats, and all that later on in this episode, but it, it was weird. Everything was kind of all right. He just needs to move inside. That's what everybody kept saying. Diamador Lenore needs to move inside, be the slot guy next year. Turns out he's not really even getting snaps there very much at all. He's getting, still getting more work outside. So let's dive into who he is, what he went through to get here. Uh, he He's fun, man. He's a lot of fun. And also, uh, why not? Let's throw up some film. Uh, let's put this up here right here. Uh, this goes back to his college tape against Washington State in this very first play. He did this every game. Uh, you can see him at the bottom of your screen here. He just runs the wide receiver out of bounds. Like, he is a physical, physical, physical corner. And I would argue his best trait is toughness and tackling dude never missed tackles whether in college or even last year with the 49ers zero missed tackles um very very good tackler special teams as well now he's 510 200 pounds he's only 22 years old this year which is nice he wears jersey number 38 for the 49ers uh entering his second season now he's from los angeles he went to salesian high school the mustangs um and was a four-star recruit now before we jump into kind of all of his high school stuff, he has 12 brothers and sisters. He was the ninth of 12. Um, and his family was very, very involved in his life and basically made academics a huge priority. Uh, I mean, he went to a Salesian, if you're not familiar. It's all boys Catholic school. Uh, had a 3.5 GPA in high school. Parents always stressed academics. 
and he was kind of the Cordell Stewart of high school football. Played quarterback, wide receiver, corner, running back, and just his high school stats. 108 carries for 1,100 yards, 17 touchdowns, 663 receiving yards, 7 touchdowns, 515 passing yards, 6 touchdowns. The dude could do it all. Um, And, you know, somebody asked him about academics one time, and he said, quote, you have to stay in the classroom and do what you're told, end quote. (laughs) So uh, very uh, high respect for authority coming across all that. And he was rated the number one athlete recruit in the country coming out of high school. Um, just because again, you know, they usually do that for, you know, tweeners, you're not sure where they're going to land. And he landed on the defensive side. He was a top 100 prospect before committing to Oregon and had 35 plus offers, big time schools, SEC, big 12, Pac 12, big 10. Everybody wanted this kid. Um, now whenever he went to college, he, he, he was incredible. <laughs> showed everything that, you know, you want from him. It was started 34 straight games for Oregon. You know, the people that talk about like, Oh, injuries, 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 this guy, he didn't have them. Um, he's a freaking Wolverine. I think he, he referred to himself as a hyena actually. Uh, so let's stick with that, but started 34 straight games, had 1,252 coverage snaps, um, and I will say this, and this has permeated from college to the NFL. He gave up a very high catch rate, over 50% in his three years as starter. And just last year, um, that continued. He allowed a 57% catch rate, which isn't awful, but it is high. Um, so th- that's one of the issues that you're going to have with him. Uh, what he does best, again, physicality. He is tough, tough, tough. Uh, at the line of scrimmage press, he's aggressive. He could tackle with the best of anybody. I put in my draft notes before we drafted him, the best tackling corner in the draft last year. And that has 100% shown itself consistency at the next level. Ball skills are great. 27 pass breakups, six interceptions in his college career. Only had one pass breakup last year, no interceptions. Um, so that that's kind of... That's the issue. And again, just another stat for um, tackling. He had zero missed tackles in 2020 whenever he was with Oregon. Um, has 158 tackles. So, like, the dude, he just he's a good tackler. Um, now, I thought that he would be an inside guy or a safety when it was all said and done. They don't like him inside. I'm telling you all this right now. Like, he was getting work in camp. Um, with the second and third team outside outside, and got rotated in a little bit in slot. Majority of his work's outside, whether that's him, whether that's the coaches, I, who who knows. But the the I think myself and a lot of other, you know, content creators were like, oh, yeah, we'll just put, you know, Diamador, Lenore, he'll be this competing for the starting slot. No, he's not even in competition for that. And I know a lot of people want him to be there. That's not where he's getting work. It's not. And we got so much depth at outside, which is great, but that's an issue. Now, if you look at just kind of his his metrics um, and kind of what he brings to the table. I mean, he's an athlete. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, I mean, he long jumped 19-3, which is incredible. Um, I, I mean, like he's got a lot. And you look at kind of his, you know, here, let's, let's go through his testing things. 5'10", 199. He ran a 4.4440, so he's got speed. 
34 and a half inch vertical, 7.023 cone. That's not good for a slot corner. He's not shifty. That's just not what he does. There were a lot of athletic profiles that were so close to his. I just wrote them all down. So these are four player comps that are similar to him. Christian Fulton, Chris Davis, Jonathan Joseph, Sheldon Brown. All those guys were basically very similar builds and very similar um, production as far as metrics go. Now, he's drafted in the fifth round, 172 overall by the 49ers. And he, he did play. He played in 13 games, you know. So a lot of that was special teams. He really only had four games where he had over 20 defensive snaps. So, you know, he got his four-year rookie deal. He got two starts, played in 13 games. Had a total, total 398 snaps as a rookie. I would not have guessed that. If you would have asked me, like, okay, how much did Demondora Lenore play? I would not have said close to 400 snaps. Um, now, to be fair... 162 of those were on special teams, which he was great at. And that might be his saving grace getting on this roster because he he was very good on special teams. 236 defensive snaps. And again, for all those people that keep saying, like, oh, he's going to be a slot corner, he only had 34 snaps last year in this slot. So 202 outside and 34 inside. So whether or not they move him inside eventually, he's not there now. He hasn't played there. He didn't play there last year. He's not playing there in camp. If you take away one thing, I feel like all the people saying, oh, he's going to be a slot guy. I don't think that they're paying attention. I really, really don't. Now, the four games that he got over 20 defensive snaps was week one, two, and three, and then week 13. 13 was on the road in Seattle. He came in after an injury. Um, amazing tackler, finished the year with 13 tackles, three solo run stops, zero missed tackles. Uh, again, what can he do? Well, he could freaking tackle and he could be physical. Um, now he allowed 12 receptions on 21 targets. That's a 57.1 catch rate, which is, you can live with that. That's not an issue. The issue is he allowed two touchdowns, 200 yards receiving and a 121.1 passer rating allowed. A big reason why the numbers are that high is he had three penalties. You remember when we were going through that whole stretch with the pass interferences and all that stuff? He was one of them. Um, just kept getting beaten. Double moves uh, is an issue. He had one pass breakup, zero interceptions. And so, you know, again, if... How, how do I say this? I like him. I don't know the conversation that has been had behind closed doors. Is he wanting to stay at outside? Is the coaching staff wanting to keep him outside? Is it both? Is it, you know, what is it? Has he failed inside? I can't see the route to playing time on the outside. It's, it's, too, it's too deep. <laughs> it's way too deep. Again, Charvarius Ward, Manuel Mosley, Ambry Thomas, freaking Jason Verrett. That's four. So you mean to tell me he's going to be the fifth outside corner? Now, in the past, the 49ers have had so many injuries that, yeah, okay, <laughs> maybe he gets that playing, you know, at, as number five, he'll get playing time. Last year, the 49ers kept six corners on their initial 53. Five were outside, one was a slot guy. So if that's the case, he's making this roster, and I think he will. I'd probably say about 85% uh, that he'll make this roster. But if somebody shines and passes him, whether that's an undrafted free agent or whatever, 
it's a possibility you'll be out. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are at number 40 on the 49ers roster countdown, 90 all the way down to one most important 49ers for the 2022 year. And we got tight end Charlie Warner. Now, this is interesting because he took a major jump. Like his rookie year in 2020, he's entering his third season. Um, he was the number three or four tight end at different points during the year. Holy freaking cow. This cat has launched himself into top tier starter level play whether you look at the film which we'll throw up here in a little bit or you look at the metrics like pff grades whatever it doesn't matter snap counts he dominated and i really do believe he even got the star treatment at um camp (laughs) he wasn't even injured they just told him and kittle you guys just sit out like you're fine we got to get these other guys work because there's such a huge battle for that tight end three but there is no battle for the tight end two spot because charlie warner has it on lockdown this guy has earned it um and we'll, we'll go through all that we'll go through his high school we're going to cover all that stuff but let's get to know him a little bit better and as we go through i've got uh, i think i put together about a three minute clip of his college playing days um which is fun so i'll put that up now um this was way back before Patreon, before we even started a Patreon account, whenever uh, we were just doing you know clips and whatever else. So I pieced those together for you. Now, he's wearing jersey number 89 for the 49ers, 6'5", 241. He's only 24 years old. Uh, so it, despite going into his third season, he's young, uh, very, very young. He went to Rayburn County High School, the Fighting Wildcats. Um, and if you've never been there, it, it's small. A uh, little 2A school, about 620 total students in the high school and it's right where tennessee south carolina and georgia all intersect um just kind of up in the mountains right there he has a degree in agribusiness which that this kid (laughs) he's country man he's country country and he and his brothers and he was roommates with jake from at georgia 
they would go fishing or hunting almost every single day. Uh, in high in high school, they'd go hunting in the morning, then go to school and practice. They, like he's a hunter and a fisherman. That's uh, just kind of who he is. So personal things, um, you know, his his dad and uncle and all the um all these different people, very very football family. And it's just what they are. And so he was the receiver of the Charles Kent Warner. Um, I'm sorry, his per, his full name is Charles Kent Warner. And he was a re- recipient of the John A. Addison Family Scholarship and the Peter and Kay Football Scholarship as well. And he's the nephew of the former Georgia All-American defensive back and College Hall of Fame inductee Scott Warner. Uh, who went on to play in the NFL as well. So he's got it in his background. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Now, if you look at what he was able to accomplish at his high school, dude, he... uh, it's a small school, so it's always different. You got to look at that. He was the defensive player of the year. Um, <laughs> I mean, for the entire state of Georgia, defensive player of the year, and as a defensive back. But he did so much. He had twenty six hundred receiving yards in four seasons. He was all over the place. Caught fifteen touchdowns as a senior. Like he did it all. And he was the number four tight end nationally and number eleven prospect out of Georgia. Um, coming out of high school. And, I mean, this dude, it's unreal. And so whenever he caught on at Georgia, he was there for kind of the, I don't know, renaissance, perhaps, uh, when Georgia kind of took over. But if you go back to kind of what he grew up in, he has, you know, six siblings, and he was one of the younger ones. And, you know, whenever he was asked when he was drafted, kind of people he looked up to, whatever else, it's all his family. It's his brothers and sisters, and that's kind of what small-town country life's like. Those are the people that he looked up to. Um, and he said, you know, quote, without a doubt, they're the biggest influences in my life, end quote, talking about his brothers and how they would go turkey and hog hunting before school, <laughs> which cracks me up. But that's just kind of what he brings. It, it's personality. And so him and Kittle, man, uh, they are birds of a feather. Now, he's not he doesn't have that, you know, crazy, insane personality, but very, very similar to each other, um, just with kind of how they grew up and things like that. Now, if we go through his college transition in 2016 uh, only started two games but played in 12 had five catches for 50 yards but he was a blocker that's just kind of who he was and stop me if you heard this before first team sec academic all honor roll like that's just what he was his sophomore year played in 14 games only started one um, but received uh, the most improved player award and was also winner of the Coffee County Hustle Award on offense. 2018, his junior year, um, played in all 14 games, only started two games again, but won the Special Teams Most Improved Player Award. Then 2019, that's whenever it took over. Started all 14 games at tight end, only had nine catches for 78 yards, but was the highest-rated run blocker for any tight end in the country. In the country! Um, you know, he was a preseason John Mackey award list. And if you look at just some of his highlights, listen to the people he blocked for Nick Chubb, Sony, Michelle, Deandre Swift, the highest run blocking grade with an 82.9 in the entire country for all tight ends. Um, the dude, it's not whenever you're good at something, you get labeled that, right? Like he's a run blocker that he's, he's the best at it. He's 
has a higher grade than George Kittle. I don't know if I want to go that far, but consistently he is there. He doesn't get the pancake blocks that you see with Kittle and all those things. But, I mean, he is a freaking stud. But he had a 50-yard catch versus Missouri. Like, he's got some wills. It's not like he's – I don't know. I don't, I don't want to paint him as this just, you know, one-trick pony. That's not what he is. That's not what he is. Uh, but if you look at his career, he's got 34 receptions um, in college, 376 yards, like – not a lot there, but you look at the longs, 29-yard reception, 50-yard reception, 35-yard reception, 20-yard reception. Like, he's got some wheels. Now, you look at his testing numbers. Again, 6'5", 244. Ran a 4.7840. So, not the fastest guy at all. One thing that did jump out to me about his metrics, he has 31 and 1 inch arms. That's the bottom 3% of tight ends. Uh, tiny arms. <laughs> tiny arms. But, um, you know, his athletic comps for players in the NFL that have gone through all the testing, Jake Butt, Jake Murphy, Bryson Hopkins, Brent Selleck, Cole Hikatini, Zach Ertz, that's the build. Now, what's funny about most of those guys, not all of them, they're usually kind of finesse tight ends, but that's not what he is. He is a blocking tight end in a finesse body, which is why he fell, because he doesn't have the huge size. You know, the 49ers picked him. In the sixth round, pick number 190. Now, the way they got him, Houdini. They Houdini'd him <laughs> because they traded with the Eagles to go get him. But it was, again, they swapped a seventh rounder, pick number 240, and Marquise Goodwin, shout out to Goodwin, man, to the Eagles for pick 190. So they jumped up 50 spots. And what's, I don't know, I, funny might be the right word, but... They didn't even mark. He never played one snap for him because he opted out of COVID and then they cut him. So like he, the 49ers basically jumped up 50 spots in the draft for nothing. Absolutely nothing. They got the, the contract and all the numbers off their books to the Eagles and jumped up 50. I mean, again, if you want to talk about front office moves, this one needs to be talked about because you got this player who you couldn't have got probably 50 picks later. And now he's, you know, getting starter-level snaps. Uh, now, obviously, he's not going to pass George Kittle, but the 49ers run more two tight end sets than anybody in the NFL. So, while, yeah, some teams, the second tight end doesn't mean jack squat. For the 49ers, it means a hell of a lot. Um, and he's been great. He's, he's just been great. You look at, he's got three starts, but he's played in 31 games. And didn't really do much, um, you know, go, going into his third year, if you just look at snap rates, right? So in 2020, his rookie year got 340 snaps. Last year, 2021, 685 snaps. So, like, literally, it's doubling. Saw an increase in both offensive snaps, special team snaps, all over the place. Now, if you look at what is he best at, okay, He's run blocking. Um, he is the sixth best run blocking grade on the team. But if you just look at tight ends across the NFL, he's the eighth best run blocking tight end, according to Pro Football Focus. Ahead of George Kittle last year. They're close to each other. But um, that's like that's what he brings. <laughs> One thing that I found that I thought was funny is that if he's blocking, it's a run play. <laughs> because he has 196 run blocking snaps and 20 pass blocking snaps last year. So uh, that is a key to watch for. If you see him out there and he's blocking, you know immediately, ah, it's going to be a run play. Um, you got to have some tendency breakers out there. But they didn't have much. Uh, they really didn't have much. Now, 
Special teams, which he's played a lot for. Um, 2020 had 228 special team snaps. And then in 2021, he had 30, 328 special team snaps. Which is 73%. So he's out there a lot. Um, so he he's safe, man. Th- this kid is safe, safe, safe. Now he only has nine tackles on special teams. Eight catches in back-to-back years on 10 targets for 88 yards. Just not really used as, you know, a primary option in the passing game, especially whenever you have all those mouths to feed. Like, there's a lot of guys out there that they're trying to get the ball to. Best case, it really, there's not really a worst case or best case or most likely. They're all the same. He's tied in too, and it's not going to change. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We are at number 39. Of the 49ers roster countdown, we have cracked inside the top 40, 90 all the way to 1, on players who are going to have the biggest impact of the 2022 season. And we've got a free agent acquisition, um, a unique one, and the fact that he's primarily going to be a special teamer, but provides some positional depth. That's safety special team stud, George Odom. Um, He's going to be wearing jersey number 30, entering into his fifth season. He's 28 years old, 6'1", 202. Now, this guy, it's interesting because when he first got signed and you looked at the money, the initial idea was, okay, this dude's competing for a starting safety spot. Then he comes in for the press conference and says, no, they brought me in for special teams and to provide safety depth. And whenever, you know, mini camp and OTAs happened, they confirmed exactly what he said. Uh, he was taking all the second team reps behind Hufunga at the strong safety position. Um, but before we jump into what his role for the 49ers is going to be in 2022, let, let's go through his journey. Um, one of my favorite parts of this whole series is just getting to know the different ways in which all these amazing human beings uh, overcame so much adversity to get to where they are. He he grew up in Tennessee, Millington, Tennessee, went to Central High School. Uh, it's just north of Memphis, right next to Arkansas. And he didn't travel very far, ended up going to Central Arkansas um, for college to play ball there. Now, in high school, he was a star track athlete, sprints, triple jump, uh, long jump. Uh, he's explosive, lower body, and that shows on film to this day. Like, he... He gets where he goes. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot of time. He's a two-time um, all-region selection um, at Central High School in Millington, Tennessee, as a defensive back and punt returner. Uh, I doubt that he'll be returning punts for the 49ers, but he will be on every special teams thing guaranteed. Two-time sectional qualifier and track, um, team captain on a roll, right? Every single guy they bring in, seems like. Um, and, you know, he... When he was in high school, there was a big hit over the middle um, that he was involved in. And the guy he hit um, triggered an asthma attack. And sadly, tragically, his teammate died um, uh, that day. And so what happened was, obviously, it was heartbreaking. He walked away from football in high school until the um, his fellow teammate who passed away, his mom, told him, go play this sport you're supposed to play, kind of gave – 
forgiveness slash permission. Um, and so then he returned, but he walked away. I mean, that football's scary sometimes. Um, asthma is very, very scary, uh, sometimes. And so he uh, overcame that adversity, which golly, you know, you talk about players putting things into perspective and why do you play? Do you play for money? Do you play for the love of the game? Do you play for your family? Do you play for those things? George Odom, dude plays for a lot of people. Um, and for somebody that has gone through what he has gone through, understanding the importance of, you know, the game for him and everybody else who that has impacted, man, that's got to carry a lot. And so you, you get that extra drive and I mean, it's horrific. It's awful, but those types of things change players. Um, they change people, they change humans. And so the idea that he is playing for a lot more than just himself, that's something that I take away from that, which, I mean, it's awful. I'm not saying that it was a positive experience at any stretch. It's terrible. It's a tragedy. But it's what happened. Um, and how you become after that, I think that's what's important. Um, now, whenever he was um, in college, he played safety and linebacker, kind of went back and forth. He was the 2016 Southland Conference first team, 2017 preseason all-conference, 2017 FCS All-American. He was the SLC Defensive Player of the Year his senior year. 120 tackles, eight tackles for loss, four sacks. Um, and then he gets, you know, he's undrafted. He has a great pro day, didn't even get invited to the combine. And in his pro day, he ran a 4.45, had a 7.3 cone flat, and a 33.5-inch vertical, which that 4.440, that was huge. That kind of vaulted him up. He became a priority undrafted free agent with the Colts. Um, you know, watching his film, which he's got 10 career starts at safety in four years. He's only been with the Colts, uh, basically played out his entire rookie contract and played, listen to this, listen to this. This is, this is probably one of my favorite things about him. Rookie year, 16 games played. Second year, 16 games played. Third year, 16 games played. Last year, 2021, 17 games played. Never missed a game. Never missed a game. So you're talking about somebody that's dependable. He played over 800 snaps last year. So special teams, for sure, that's his primary focus. But he's got 10 career starts at safety in four years. So it's it's not like he's somebody that's just like a mess like he can step in and provide very quality snaps now he was an all pro special teamer in 2020 um he had a 91.0 pff grade on special teams the second highest for any player in the nfl that wasn't a kicker and so he did that in back-to-back -back years having the second highest grade uh besides kickers um 10 career starts at safety as i said and if you look kind of at his stats he's playing 65 games 10 starts, 149 tackles, three pass breakups, two interceptions, four forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. That's a lot of difference makers for a special teamer slash spot starter. Now, whenever he signed with the 49ers, he signed a three-year, $9.5 million deal. They're paid a premium now. Um, now, went through, broke down his contract. George Odom got $2 million signing bonus, but they did it in a special way because it's a five-year signing bonus, which means there's two dead years on this to spread out the cap hit of that signing bonus uh, to where it's you know five years, but there's 0% chance he plays those five years. Um, $3.7 million guaranteed. Now, the 49ers created an out in this contract after year two of the deal, 
So if the 49ers exercise that, basically it would be a two-year, $4.4 million deal with $1.2 million dead um, spread out. So there's some flexibility here. This isn't a cap buster by any stretch, but... They are paying a premium for this player. You could tell that the 49ers were not the only ones going after George Odom. Uh, definitely not the case. So, you know, he's a player that the 49ers are making a very conscious effort in changing the special teams. You brought in a new coordinator. Uh, you bring in Oren Burks. You bring in George Odom. These things matter. You bring in Ray Ray McLeod. They are trying to change the special teams culture for the 49ers, and it's needed. Um it's needed. It definitely needed. Now, in camp, as I said, he took all the second team reps at strong safety behind Hufunga. Um, this is Hufunga's job to lose as a starting safety. But if for some reason Hufunga doesn't pan out or gets injured, my guess is Odom would be the first one off the bench, not Tarverius Moore. In fact, I'm not even sure Tarverius Moore is going to be making um, the cut. But we'll see. I, I think if you're just looking at a strong safety player, it's going to be Odom. However, I could see, this isn't a Tarverius Moore breakdown, the dime packages, I could see more coming in as the dime nickelback, right? So it's it's weird. It's in flux and the two different ways that those players could see the field on the depth chart order. Um, and a lot of that is just because Tarverius Moore has such good speed, such good speed. Um, so here's the deal. George Odom is making the squad no matter what. You don't get that type of deal with that type of guaranteed, and then you walk away from him. just doesn't happen. So he is a lock to make this roster. There's no doubt about it. He's going to be a special team stud. And as I said, he'll step up if something goes wrong. And, you know, Jimmy Ward is in the last year of his contract as well. I do not believe that Odom is a long-term replacement for Jimmy Ward. I don't see that at all. Um, you know, his side-to-side -side agility and, you know, lateral movement is probably my biggest issue uh, with his game. He's a downhill thumper, very aggressive. Um, he's fun, man. He just pops off the tape because he wastes no time. Issue is, you know, those flipping the hips and all that kind of stuff that you need with a safety position. Just don't see it very often, consistent enough. And so he could start, and it won't be a huge liability, but there's a reason why he's a special teamer who helps with safety and not a safety who helps with special teams. It's different. And not that it's a bad thing, but um, anyway, that's Odom. Odom. I, I, happy to have him. Glad that he's part of this team. Again, just building from the bottom up, increasing the competition level, the depth at all of these positions, and things that you have not been able to say about the John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan 49ers is – Man, guess what? Special teams is being emphasized through contracts, through drafting, through positions. I love it, man. Uh, so he's going to be a fun, fun player to watch and might not show up on offense or defense, right? But doesn't matter. We'll help both the offense and defense through his contribution on special teams. want to say thank you to Anthony and Josh. You guys are incredible. The researchers and producers of this entire series. And that's number 39, safety George Odom. We're going to keep counting them down.
A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.